Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. What up? What up? What up? Welcome to Weisscast. I'm your host, Aaron Weiss, along with my co-host. Hey, guys. It's really early right now. <laughs> it's too early. <laughs> but hey, at least you're not the cone host anymore, you know? You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. I did get upgraded. <laughs> I was really worried about that. <laughs> you can cover anything that is not cones now, so... Well, I mean, you can still cover cones if you want, but you can, you're not limited to cones. Okay, good. As long as I'm, as long as I'm not limited to cones. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> the cones. Brian, uh, it is 8.03 on the last day of January, the longest month of all in the history of ever. Um, and we are recording early because you are taking a little trip yeah i'm taking a little trip i am going to phoenix arizona today the land down under yeah the land down under in yep. the united states yep. <laughs> going to phoenix today applying for a residency program at a church so i'm hoping that hoping that goes well i'm excited I think it will. will i feel like it will well thanks man i appreciate that mm-hmm. Um, so just a little heads up for today, listeners, we have, um, a little bit shorter episode, um, well, potentially shorter and, um, yeah. So I'm going to ask Siri to tell me a joke, the new, the new and improved Irish Siri. So let's see how that goes. That's what I thought. I didn't even ask you anything. Tell me a joke. I'm thinking of starting a social media network for chickens. But not as my full-time job. Just as a way to make ends meet. (laughs) That's pretty good. Actually, yeah. Way to make ends meet. (laughs) All right. We're on a roll now! (laughs) (laughs) Ireland is so much better. <laughs> I don't need to say anything else. Um, so, yeah, first topic. Um, this this week started out with a really shocking um, celebrity death. Uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and um, a bunch of other people uh, perished in a, in a helicopter crash. Um, on, on Sunday and, um, you know, it, I, I, I wasn't, I, I, I've never, I've talked about it many times on the podcast. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not been huge into the NBA, but for the longest time, whenever I thought of the NBA, I thought of Kobe. Yeah. Uh, And. Like he to say that he was incredible is literally like the least that you can say about him. Like he 
he was a dominant player for a really long time. Definitely worth being in the conversation of greatest of all time. Um, pretty much everyone had respect for Kobe. Um, my, my roommates and I were talking about this last night and we, the last like celebrity death that was even kind of close to this shocking was probably Robin Williams about a little over five years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to talk about because it's Kobe's a guy that I didn't know. Um, but he was everywhere. So I felt like I knew him, you know? Yeah. Um, Definitely have a lot of respect for what he was able to do with the Lakers. Um, and he he just had so many moments. And, Brian, I know you're more of a basketball fan than I am. And I, I was just wondering how, um, as a basketball fan, this, this may have affected you. Yeah, it, I think that, like, for me, it was um... – one of the things that kept going through my mind is that this is kind of a sports icon, a celebrity mm-hmm. that I distinctly remember like watching as I was growing up, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was really surreal in that, in that instance, the way that I found out was I was actually watching someone do, um, a live stream on YouTube. They were talking about something that was related to, you know, the soccer team, Manchester United. And mm-hmm. I was watching them do that. And someone in the live chat just put in rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. It was just one person. It was really isolated. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just somebody trolling, you know, mm-hmm. it's just somebody trolling. Cause it was one person. And then it started to, it started to be posted more and more later on as and once I saw that, I was like, I have got to check this out. And sure enough, that's that's how that's how I found out about it. And it, yeah, I mean, the crazy thing is that the night before, Kobe tweeted to LeBron mm-hmm. right after LeBron passed him for third all time in points, mm-hmm. um, which is insane. We, you know, the the entire the entire thing is just I don't know. I think I think it's been a really sobering reminder to a lot of people that, you know, life is short and there's not really any mm-hmm. point in taking things for granted and not doing the things that you love, doing the things that you want to do, doing the mm-hmm. things that, you know, that not just make you happy, but also going out and doing things for other people, you know, which is something I think that Kobe Bryant really embodied. He wasn't just in it for himself. He also really wanted to help to help others um, who you know, came up through situations mm-hmm. like him. Um, he's a real sporting icon and he's going to really, really be missed. Mm -hmm. I I totally agree. Um, the way I found out was I saw a, someone post on Facebook said, it just said not Kobe exclamation point. And so I went to my news app, um, as opposed to like going to Twitter or something. I went to my news app and the only thing that I could find on Kobe at the time was that LeBron had passed him in points. And I was like, Oh, he's fine. Like 
just pass them in points. That's uh, that's okay. Um, and then, like maybe thirty minutes to an hour later, I got a text um, from from Justin saying that uh, he died in a helicopter crash. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. Um, but yeah, it 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 was one of those things where like I I I just I just looked it up and he he's fine. He just got passed and it just got passed in points. That's the only thing that happened, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, I, I know that it affected a lot of my students who play basketball. Um, I didn't realize how many, um, look, so a lot of my students that play basketball are, are women and they, I didn't realize how much they looked up to Kobe um and yeah it's just really cool to see how someone is so transcendent like just amongst like race gender class like he was an icon for everyone um yeah and not just in basketball either he was a he was a sporting icon in general you yeah. have you have i mean you you saw um I know that Djokovic was choked up at being asked about it when he mm-hmm. was playing tennis. Um, I've seen multiple um, managers in over in the Premier League talking about the impact that Kobe Bryant has had on sports. Kobe Bryant was an avid supporter of Barcelona and AC Milan, mm-hmm. and you know a, a Spanish and Italian soccer team. He's been to both of their grounds. He spent time with their players. AC Milan did a tribute to him before their game a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it proves, you know, and I, that just reiterates what what you're saying even more that um, a player uh, like an athlete does not, if they choose, if they choose to be, does not have to be defined by the sport that they play. Yeah, and I mean Kobe Bryant. I mean he he's an icon in the way that he prepared himself mentally in the way that he put him th- put himself through his paces to get to be the type of player that he was. Um, and that, I mean, he's a generational talent. You know, he defined an entire, I mean, when people throw trash mm-hmm. into trash cans, they say his, they, they yell his name in yep. hopes that they will make it, you know, mm-hmm. and it's all in jest and it's all in fun, but that proves the influence and the impact that he's had on the game. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the Dallas Mavericks retired the number eight and 24 jerseys in his Mm -hmm. honor for their teams and no, like that just doesn't happen, you know? And I'm, yeah, he's going to be saying to say he's going to be missed is, is a gross understatement. Um, I just had a real hard time with seeing someone that is definitely from like uh, from around the time when I was growing up, pass away. Um, Forty-one years old is way too young. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's just really sad. Prayers are, should definitely still be going out to um, the families of everyone involved in the helicopter crash. Um, in, in addition to Kobe Bryant's wife and his and his two little girls. Mm-hmm. as well it's just yeah 
it's a it's a rough time. So maybe the universe will correct itself by the Lakers going on and winning the NBA title this year. Maybe. Because LeBron James said that he was going to play this season for Kobe. And I don't know if he's going to be unstoppable if he chooses to do that. <laughs> so if the Lakers if the Lakers win the NBA title after all of this happened, I don't I think I think I think I think the sporting world would just lose it. <laughs> I think well, they'll just all yeah. break down. It would be incredible. It kind of helps that the Lakers are already having a decent season, so it does help. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were like two in seven thousand. Like, well, have a good time, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see what the NBA do from this point forward. Um, kind of in his honor. They've already, we've already seen multiple teams take eight, take take eight second violations mm-hmm. and let twenty four second shot clocks run out. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that in the beginning of games. And so I wonder if there will be even more things to come. So. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting. And it kind of makes me think who all, like, Kobe was, like, mentoring in the NBA. Because, I mean, you know he got calls from young players. Yeah. Um, just, like, asking how he was so dominant and how he won – Three championships in a row, uh, how he got 81 points in a game, how he got 60 in his last game, uh, like just stuff like that. Like um, how he went from being kind of known as a ball hog to being like to spreading the love around Um, like he, he really had a complete tone shift in his whole career. And it's just Really cool to see, and especially see where he ended up. Um, pretty devout uh, Catholic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which something I didn't know about him. Yeah. It's really cool that all of these things are kind of coming out. There have been some really funny stories that have come out from players about Kobe Bryant, too. Um, I remember D'Angelo Russell a few years back. Um, when he was when it was his rookie year, he showed up, you know, he he was drafted by I'm not sure if he was drafted by the Lakers, but his rookie year he spent playing for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And obviously the Lakers weren't doing super hot. But Kobe was still there. And um, D'Angelo Russell showed up to practice late one day. And he said that the only thing that Kobe said to him, he said, don't ever show up to practice late again. Like it was one of those things he was like, don't ever show up to practice late again. Or D'Angelo Russell, you know, get an opportunity to be on the same team as Kobe Bryant. The first thing that he said to him was, um, hey, you know, when can we get in the gym and get some shots up and things like that? And he was like, all right, I'll see you at four in the morning. That's what he does. He, he, he goes to the gym 4 a.m., you know, puts himself through his paces. He takes the same shots like like hundreds of thousands of times. Jeez. Yeah. And D'Angelo Russell was kind of like, uh. I don't know about all that, boss. <laughs> you know, but um, I mean, you know, or or a um, story of a bunch of players who were wearing Kobe's shoes um, at a time when they went to go play the Portland Trailblazers, and they got blown out by Portland. And when they got back to locker room, Kobe took all of their shoes away because they said they weren't they weren't tough enough to wear them. <laughs> or, or there was this uh, story the other night of uh, Quincy Pondexter. Um, Kobe hitting a left-handed fadeaway because he injured his right shoulder earlier in the game mm-hmm. on him. And then Quincy um, looked at, he's after the game was over, he looked at Kobe and he was like, 
why you gotta do me lefty like that, man? And Kobe was and Kobe's response to him was like, I scored thirty thousand points in my career. You think I've never had to hit any of them left handed? (laughs) 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 He was like, he's like, I've never seen anything like that before. Somebody who is who is right handed even attempt a left handed fadeaway in a game. You know, it's just, yeah. I mean, there's just the influence that he that he's had Mm -hmm. is is incredible. Um, And you know, it's you know, it's. I've I've often, you know, heard it said that you don't really know how the type of influence that you really have on people. You don't know the kind of the length or the depth of the influence that you have until you're gone. Mm-hmm. And I think we're kind of starting to see to see that now. Um and it's really it's really beautiful in a lot of ways. It's sad that Kobe's left us, but it's really beautiful to see um just how positive of an impact he's had on people. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been good uh, remembering Kobe, Um, but I think we should move on to our next topic, um, which is a considerably lighter note. (laughs) (laughs) Considerably lighter. To say the least, but we we needed to pay our respects. Um, I know a lot of um, podcasts and and outlets have been paying their respects to Kobe, and I just thought it was appropriate to on our cast as well, because we like to cover sports every once in a while. Um, so would you like to introduce the next topic? Yeah, I'll be the one to transition. <laughs> <laughs> no better transition than the hard transition, huh? Yeah, so that's, that's the right. Nintendo Switch did really well this year. Yep. Uh, really, really well. Uh, they just released their um, numbers. They just released all of the financials from April to December of 2019. Um, and basically what that what it showed is that the Nintendo shit, the Nintendo shits is all what I almost said, and I felt <laughs> really bad there. <laughs> oh, yep. I'm sorry. Cover your ears, everyone listening who's under 10 years old. Um, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch was carried um, by Pokemon Sword and Shield. Pokemon Sword and Shield during the period of April to December of 2019. Sold around 16.6 million units around the world, and then between Super Mario Maker 2 and Luigi's Mansion 3, those combined to sell around 10 million units worldwide. Mm-hmm. And but the fact that Pokemon Sword and Shield sold 16.6 million units in the span of like just a few months. Um, to kind of get some context, Pokemon X and Y sold 16.4 million units over the course of its entire lifespan. So, um, Sword and, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield is doing really well. Yes. And, and that, yeah. that's a really high install base. That's like a quarter of the people that have Switch. Yeah. <clears throat> and... Um, also, last week, it, Nintendo revealed that it crossed 52 million units sold, um, which makes it surpass both Xbox One and uh, the SNES Man. for um, consoles all time. Um, and, you know, if it keeps it up, it, I mean, the next 
the next marker to pass is the NES mm. at, at 61.9 million <clears throat> units. And then from there, it's it's like a pretty big increase to 85.8 uh, for Xbox 360. But you know what? Um, I think with the Nintendo Switch Lite, they can do it. They really are sitting on a gold mine. This was an incredible idea. Um, having a console that you can dock and play on your TV and then just take with you and play handheld. Um, but yeah. yeah, go on, go on. Yeah, no, I'll say even with the Switch Lite, um, just like you said, they, they uh, reached around 52 million lifetime Switch sales. And in that is in, in that number is included the Switch Lite, which sold around 5.1 million units. Um, incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Switch Lite has done so well, and the Switch just in general. I love how Nintendo continues to be innovative and to not try to kind of go the same route as um, Xbox or PlayStation. It's very clear that Xbox or well, Microsoft and Sony have the same kind of demographics that they're trying to appeal to, and so mm-hmm. naturally their their consoles, the way that they're used, um, are going to be very similar to one another. But right. Nintendo is going a completely different route. The Switch is one of the most creative things that I'd seen, mm-hmm. I, I think, since the Wii. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that they've done it again, they've done so well with it, and it's sold well, um, just shows just Nintendo's not as far out of it as people might think they are. So. Yeah, and, you know, it's actually kind of crazy that um, ever since Xbox and Nintendo have had, like, this... Uh, Phil Spencer's gone on record saying that frame rate's more important than, whereas I don't think Sony would necessarily agree with that. Um, and but Nintendo would, and Nintendo's always been really good for frame rate in games. Um, I'd say that most of their first-party releases um, since the jump to 3D have gone 60 frames a second, um, mm. and. And no, they haven't always had the best graphical um, power. Uh, but if you look at the Wii, uh, their games are beautiful because of the art style and yeah. the frame rate. Like, Skyward, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword is one of the prettiest games I've ever seen, and it's only in 480p. Wow. Yeah. Art style goes a long way. Wow. My phone doesn't seem to think so. <laughs> Your phone's wrong. <laughs> art style matters. Hashtag art style matters. Um, next topic. So this one's actually a pretty fun one, too, because um, I know for a fact you and I really love this game. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake is rumored to be in development at EA. Wait, what? Yeah. Yes. It makes a lot of sense. Continue. I so, I can't talk. Um, I might cry. This article came out last week. Um, actually, last Friday. Um, and it says, The latest rumor indicates that the new Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic project is underway at EA, and it looks to integrate elements from the first two games in order to bring certain things into the current Star Wars canon. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, so, in case you all don't know about uh, Knights of the Old Republic, it, the original game was developed by Bioware and released about 17 years ago. And um, it is an action RPG that takes place in, like, it's what, a thousand years before the Skywalker saga? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. And you play, like, a nameless character, and you just uh, make your way through the game, and as the story unfolds, you start to find out who you are. Yeah. Um, and it's just incredible. One of probably one of the best video game reveals of all time, mm-hmm. if not the best. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see KOTOR with a fresh coat of paint. Um, and if they're retooling the stories from KOTOR one and two, to make one story that fits into the current canon, I'm I'm kind of excited to see how they'll do that. Yeah, because I I never actually played Kotor two. Did you? Yes, I did. It not is not as well received mm-hmm. at is not as well received as the first one, but it's but it's got I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think I like the first one more. Right. But it's got one of the best characters that I think Star Wars has ever created in it. Interesting. As a companion, just just the way that they go about explaining just all of the things Jedi and the Force and mm-hmm. um it chose to kind of the second game chose to do a really deep dive because in like in, in a lot of Star Wars games with probably the exception of Jedi Fallen Order, which is strictly a Jedi story, but there is still instances where, you know, as a case of Star Wars, especially when it comes to Jedi, all of them have to deal with the temptations of of light and dark mm-hmm. and how they respond to those. And um, the character that's in KOTOR 2 has been on both sides. They've been both a Jedi Master and a Sith Lord. And so when you start to lean too close one way or the other they really they they criticize you right because they understand kind of the the frailties of both so they were kind of like a gray a grayish jedi before they were actually kind of said to be a thing and then disney came in and kind of kiboshed the idea of gray jedi even though they definitely exist they just Mm -hmm. won't say they do right yeah the kotor games are great um, and Kathleen Kennedy did say that something in relation to Knights of the Old Republic was being developed at Lucasfilm. So, yeah, and it's rumored to be uh, made by the Game of Thrones creators. Um, although actually. These rumors fall in line with Lucas's films. Pre- President Kathleen Kennedy previously commenting that Lucasfilm is developing something Knights of the Old Republic related. There have also been rumors that Knights of the Old Republic film, with some sources linking Game of Thrones, D.B. Weiss, and David Benhoff, who are no longer creating a trilogy. 
But that doesn't mean they're not creating one film. Yeah. They're not creating a trilogy, but they they might be doing one film. But it will make more sense if they just made a game opposed right. to a film. I agree. So, we'll see. We will see. Hopefully this materializes into something in, into something more going forward. <clears throat> so, I guess we'll find out. Guess we'll find out. Next topic. Yeah, speaking of Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Nintendo has announced that they are releasing a subscription service for Pokemon storage for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Real weird. That's so stupid. Yeah, so it's called Pokemon Home. And it's uh, you can access it on mobile versions of whatever I'm assuming Pokemon Go or mm-hmm. something else, and um, you can access it on the Switch as well. Um, you can basically put Pokemon you have in the cloud and transfer them between compatible games. Um, there's a free basic version of Pokemon Home, but it only allows you to deposit 30 Pokemon. You can place three in the Wonder Box for automated trades, and then you can put one Pokemon in the Global Trading Center at once for trade matching. Um, But the premium plan ups that number just a little bit from 30 Pokemon deposited to 6,000. Just a a bit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You can move them from the 3DS via the Pokemon Bank and other things as well. Um, So... If you choose to get the premium plan for a month, it will cost you $2.99 on the Nintendo eShop, $4.99 for three months, and $15.99 for um, 12 months. Thoughts? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into Pokemon like that. I don't think I've ever had... I don't think I've ever had 6,000 Pokemon caught in my entire Pokemon career. Yeah. Like, I know for a fact there aren't 6,000 Pokemon. There are not. Um, (laughs) And even with shiny variations, I don't think there are 6,000. Or with region-specific variations. Yeah, I don't know. Um... This is probably the best uh, example of cash grab I've ever heard. Mm. Um, And it's interesting that they're releasing this before the new DLC, which is bringing more Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, it... I don't know. It really just screams cash grab to something that sold, you know, what did you say, 15 million units? 16.06. Yeah, like, you already got a lot of money, and you're you're probably going to get DLC on 90% of those units, you know? Yeah. Like, why do you... It it seems very greedy. I mean, it is Nintendo. (laughs) It is, but <laughs> it yeah. It's they've strange. never done anything like this. 
No, they haven't. But subscription services, I think, are the way forward for anything involving video games late, like going just from this point on subscription services are going to be the way forward. And so I think that um, I'm not surprised by this, but it is strange, especially considering that maybe this is Nintendo's um, way of saying we didn't put the national decks in the game, but we're giving you this (laughs) so you can bring all your Pokemon over over anyway you know it's very yeah. strange and did they say all 3ds games are compatible with it yeah 3ds games should be compatible with um so x y alpha alpha sapphire omega ruby um and sun and moon one and two yes yeah, sun and moon one and two yeah yeah i mean it's really strange, but that's only with the premium plan, I think. That you can move. No, both versions can move uh, 3DS Pokemon using the Pokemon Bank. Okay, so, so. So. I mean, I wouldn't even pay for it. I would do my Pokemon 30 at a time. Just 30 at a time. <laughs> well, it wouldn't yeah. take that long. It really, no, it really wouldn't. It's, yeah, it, and they've already, yeah, I don't know. This is very, it's very strange. When I first saw this earlier this week, I was, I was like, what? Why? You've done so, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this, this topic's just making me mad. We're going to go on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Super Bowl 53? 54? Super Bowl lives. The next Super Bowl. <laughs> Super Bowl live. <laughs> the next Super Bowl is on Sunday. It is. And it is the San Francisco 49ers versus... Super by the way. Okay, thank you. Uh, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really interesting matchup. And we're going to take a few minutes to... Uh, Talk about our predictions. Oh, man. Uh, I can can go first. Yeah, please do. (laughs) Okay, so the San Francisco 49ers are a very much uh, run first, uh, hit you in the mouth with your defense kind of team. Um, They... I don't think that they've seen a team like the Chiefs, who are very much an aired out, um, score a bunch of points with the passing game um, kind of team. Um, It's pretty much the number one offense versus the number one defense. And, um, you know, I... I think I think that the Chiefs can pull it out. I think that the Chiefs um, are going to spread them way too thin with the passing game. Okay. Um, and you know, I think I think the final score is like thirty-five twenty-four Chiefs. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. You know, one of the things that Chiefs cannot do well is stop the run. Yeah. They've been bad at it all year. And, but they've had a week to prepare. And so I think that, I think that that will, that will aid them. The, I think the, the biggest, the biggest question is going to be, can the Chiefs, can the Chiefs, um, prevent, like, the 49ers from, from scoring so many points? Because if the 49ers are a run first team, Run first teams typically don't win Super Bowls because they can't put up enough points. Right. And you waste a lot of time running the ball as well. Mm-hmm. Um, does the clock stop every first down in the NFL? Uh, for a few seconds, like just so they get reset. And then it, and then it keeps running again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So like, run. Yeah, teams who run who run the ball well typically don't put up enough points to to win Super Bowls um, unless their defense shows up in a big big way and I think that's and I think that's going to be really interesting I think one of the one of the matchups that I'm looking forward to the most is Richard Sherman against Tyreek Hill yeah Richard Sherman at one point was like the the best defensive back in the league bar none mm-hmm. and then um, he injured himself and had kind of worked his way back into it, and now he's with a 49er team uh, with a great defense, playing good football again, about to go against one of the most high-powered offenses in in the league. And, right. I mean, they have so many weapons, the Chiefs do, at, yeah. at wide receiver and tight end. I like believing that curses are real. <laughs> so, as a Falcons fan, I'm a full believer that curses exist, um, and so I believe the Chiefs have been waiting for 50 years. They got to keep waiting. I think the 49ers are going to win this game. <laughs> I think the 49ers are going to win this game, and I think it's going to be a Patrick Mahomes disaster class. He's going to throw four picks. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, honestly, honestly though, I, I think the 49ers. I think the 49ers can win this game. I don't think the Chiefs' defense will be good enough. If they can't stop yeah. early, they're just going to get worn down. I think yeah. it's going to be a question of which defense gets worn down quicker. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go. I'm going to go. 27-24, 49ers. Close game. Close game. It's got to, anything's better than last year's Super Bowl for the love of God. True. Any, 13-6, get out of here. <laughs> that was the worst Super Bowl of all time. I tried to convince myself, oh, it was a good defensive performance, but I don't watch Super Bowls <laughs> for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Or> touchdowns. <laughs> hey, and if the game sucks, at least we got J-Lo and Shakira, am I right? J-Lo, Shakira, Pitbull, all these other people that'll be there. Very excited. Um, once again, my phone's not excited, so... Uh, Outrageous. That is going to bring us into TV show 20 questions, and I believe it's my turn to guess. Yes, it is your turn to guess. All right. Um, was this 
show did the show start before 2010? It did. Did it start before 2000? It did. Before 1990? No. Okay. Is this animated? No. Did this come on one of the four major networks? ABC. ABC, ABC. CBS, NBC? Yeah. No. Uh, Was this... An hour-long show? No. Okay. Um, did the show have a long run? Nope. <laughs> oh. Um, is this is the show popular still? No. Does the show have a famous? Famous uh, actor as a lead? No. Um. Actually, yes. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh! Hold on. I have I have messed you up. Okay, hold on. Yes, it is popular. I don't know. Still, it was popular. Okay. And it does have a famous lead. Okay. Um, was the show a product of the '90s, like a very '90s show? <laughs> Absolutely. A hundred percent. Comedy show? No. Um. But it didn't have a long run. A comedy show that's a half hour, or a non-comedy show that's a half hour long that's live action? Tell me, like, what do you think, what do you think when you say long run? Give me, like, a number of years. I mean, five to eight seasons? Holy crap. Okay, hold on. I have, I have, I have messed you up again. Yes, it had a long run. Okay. Yes, it had a long run, and it, and it's a, and it has a longer running time. Okay. Okay. My so, bad. It, so it is an hour. A little, but, yeah, yeah, it's an hour. Yeah. Sorry about that. And it's very much a product of the '90s. Yes. I think we're all square now. Did it? Know. Did the show extend into the 2000s? Yes. Is it a sci-fi show? Like science fiction? No. Okay. Uh, was the show... Um... Hmm. Was the show a crime drama? No. Was this show a medical drama? No. All right, that was 15. Hint, please. Mm. Oh, 
This is one of Caleb Peeler's favorite shows. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he talked he talks about it. He had he's talked about it a lot. The show have a female lead. Yep. Uh, is the lead blonde? Yep. Does the lead does the show revolve around slaying a magical creature? Yes. <laughs> He's going to milk this out. Is the protagonist named Buffy? <laughs> is it so Buffy the Vampire Slayer? It is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> okay, so my first thoughts were initially X-Files. What's your, what, what channel did Buffy the Vampire Slayer come on? WB. X-Files came on Fox. Yeah, I know. I know. That would have been one of the major networks. Ooh, good one. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Shout out to Caleb. Seven seven season run. 140 yeah. episodes ran from 97 to 90. Well, not 97. Yeah. Ran from 97 to 2003. Not bad, Buffy. Very much a product of the 90s. Very much. (laughs) Well, uh, we don't really have anything else for you today, people. Um, But you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Weiss is Right. Find the podcast on Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Just search Weisscast. Um, and we're also, we're on Patreon, um, and search Weisscast there. <laughs> if you have any feedback, feedback at Weisscast.com. I check that at, like once a month. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, where can they find you? <laughs> yeah. You find me on Instagram and Twitter at BKStimson08. Um, our outro song today has nothing to do with anything in the episode, um, except it is Nintendo related. Um, it is the Super Mario Sunshine Bianco Hills Trap Remix. (laughs) (laughs) Never would have (laughs) guessed. So enjoy that. As you're listening on on the outro, and we'll catch you next week, and Bryant will be a changed man coming back from the land down under. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. Bye.